0: We discuss differences in davening, so for example, it comes out that it's hard to daven. Why is it hard to daven? Because let's say we're thinking about various things that we need. When do we daven well? The average person. Also when you need something. Those were the only Because when we identify this, when we identify the solution to our needs with God, then we daven well. When we don't identify for whatever reason, even if it's completely false, but at the moment our consciousness doesn't identify the solution to our needs with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So what happens? Then we have trouble davening and having Kabbalah because our Kabbalah is someplace else. In other words, when we think, for example, that we'll satisfy our needs by going shopping, by paying our bill, by uh, earning, uh, by earning, uh, et cetera, or speaking with someone, or Fixing something, whatever the stories are running, whatever it is, so our consciousness is there and not on the davening. When all of a sudden we come up, but it comes out, you don't realize it's the same thing. What looks like kavana, is almost the same lack of kavana. Why? When do we finally focus on God? You know, it's, the same, it's actually the same thing happening in reverse. All of a it just happened to occur to us that God, that God can uh, pull it off for us. You know, say Not that we didn't know theoretically, philosophically. If you ask any person, who's the source of everything? Who does everything? You say, it's a Kodesh Baruch But just sometimes, sometimes what's our consciousness? For whatever it is, for a better year. It's a call, call it whatever you want to. Call it. But the moment the, you know, the overwhelming emotion is, you know, I want, to, uh, I want to eat that french fry. You know, the answer is, that's what you're thinking about. All of a sudden now, what happens? All of a sudden the person is, God forbid, in trouble and remembers that a Kodesh is the only way out. On. So he's praying Teshem with all his heart. So thank God he's praying Teshem with all his heart. But really, in it's, it's another respect, it's just another set of french fries. And, it's, and what happens is all of a sudden now that the consciousness realizes, my needs are, will be solved here. My needs will be solved there. So look, thank God. we, we Any reason that we come unto God is already, uh, is already uh, Baruch Hashem, and as we discussed many times from Ritzach Blazer, Hashem. Shem set things up so that we would need him. You know, since, uh, that was a, it's not, a, it's not, it's not entirely, uh, it's not entirely out of place. It was one of the Kodesh Baruch bringing us close to Him and helping us get to a loftier, a loftier relationship, a loftier state. Was making sure that we deal with Hashem for very mundane and very, uh, you know, for very immediate reasons. Okay, so we we'll thank God. But if you just think about it for a second, it's like such a, it's such an addiction. It's just like a, it's like a, a self addiction. Sometimes sometimes when I look at the, look around the house I get scared, you know what I'm saying? Because you look at all kinds of drawers that are filled with things that do nothing but uh, nothing more than ways of uh, taking care of yourself or spoiling yourself. There's a medicine cabinet full, full of uh, you know, full of, you know uh, liquids and pastes and ointments and whatever it is, all things, you know, for you, 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 you you know, you enjoy this, for you, 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 you etc. Et you look around like what well, most of the house is about things to do you, you know, you got a drawer for this, a thing to, a thing to give pleasure here, a thing to give this here, a thing to occupy here, And a thing to worry about here, so that you can get sick of yourself, you know. You want this, oh my goodness, everything in the place is like oh, there's, one, there's one big, it's one, like here, you know, where you live is a big embarrassment, you understand? It's a whole, uh, the whole place. I, I, I told you years ago, that it, it's, not, it's not such a big, khidish, but it, it occurred to me I was in the bookstore, so they had a big shelf, you know, of, uh, of self help books, you know, long shelves. I looked through all the different types, a million kinds of self help, you know, there's self help in this area, self help in there. I think, well, it's a lot of things, self help, I and mean, where's the shelf for other help? And I'm sure it exists someplace, you know, where's the big long shelf about. It? Eighty ways to help others. You You know, you know, you know. The John J. Johnson book. You know, ten habits of highly helpful people. You (laughs) know, eighty ways. Eighty ways to help help your friend up the corporate ladder. Do you see one book like that in your life? There's no such book in the world. Of uh, so, it's a joke. So, okay, we understand it. That's the, that's the, that's the uh, the world. When you look around the house, sometimes you look around things, your whole life is about, you know, about any ways to, uh, to take care of it. It becomes embarrassing sometimes. How many, how many square feet of where you live are about taking care of other people? So, Baruch Hashem, there's a community of people who do help others a great deal and I'm sure if you look in your house you see great percentages of your house but still it becomes embarrassing so what I'm trying to point out here is the, you don't realize sometimes the whole relationship even that time the, the scary part that I bring up is that even when, sometimes even when we daven sincerely it's really just it's really just the same old thing there was a guy here I'm sorry I don't remember the guy's name he was a very nice man actually you know sometimes you meet, meet do gooders and they can make you puke you know, they're so good, they're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but this guy was, so this guy was a guy who works, who does things for prisoners, but he was, he was a realist. He was not one of these, uh, you know, saccharine, uh, saccharine guys who you can't stand being around. He's a very realistic guy. He's a guy who just takes care of people, but, he's a, but he's, a, he's a realistic person. So he's telling me that there was a certain guy in the prison who, who at first glance, everybody would think this guy's really, you know, being reformed, you know, is really working out. Why? Because they open up a library, and the guy's there all the time. He sits in the library, and he studies, and he's like the medicine, and this and that, and you really feel this guy's being rehabilitated. He says, there's no, there's no question; it's not true. So the guy was a the guy was a murderer and a mutilator. He says he says they open up the library. And the guy's busy, you know, going through anatomy books all day long. He he's doing the same thing. He says he's doing the same thing he was doing before. He says he just he, he, no. He, he said we can't. He's, he's in jail, so what's he gonna do? He's in the library, you know, doing uh, you know doing horrible crimes, you know, in his uh, you know in. Uh, in his mind. You know, so, so you think this guy, you know, he says, so you're going to see this, you're going to think this guy's, you know, you're going to think this guy, wow, it's really, you know, really being rehabilitated in prison. This guy's baby's worse off than he was before. He says, not like that. So we feel us on sometimes here, we come up, the irony is all of a sudden now we're really pouring our hearts out to God. So thank God. Don't, don't, there's no reason not to pour your heart out to God. Pour your heart out, out to God for sure, by all means. But sometimes what we're looking at, what appears to be such a tremendous thing, it's really, it's the same old thing as it was before. It's running after more french fries. Only, only today, you understand, the roulette wheel of our consciousness happened to fall on God. It happened to occur to us. You understand that that God's the source today. So halavai. I'm saying, don't misunderstand me. Halavai. Baruch Hashem. You understand? But we its the same old story. It's coming back again. You know, you know. I got here, so I go here for my needs. go there for my needs. It's still running after the same old stuff. You know, the same thing. Same thing as, uh, as before. How does one get out of all that? We're not saying one shouldn't turn to God. We're only explaining that sometimes when that's happening, even when it looks really good, it's actually more of the same. That's the irony. That's what I'm pointing out. It's an ironic, it's an ironic thing because it looks really good. You know, it looks excellent. And it is, the truth is, it is excellent because it's going to lead to excellent things. But we have to just realize sometimes what's, uh, where it's really coming from now. Hopefully, Mr. Hashem, when a person comes to Hashem, even for selfish reasons and for our physical uh, problems or whatever, you know, tievers or whatever the story is, you know, or desire, but that's once you're, once you're once you're visiting with Hashem other things you do happen to see other things you know you, you realize that uh, that uh, you realize that Hashem has a you know a lot of wonderful things to reveal to us and a lot of things that He'd like from us and a lot of things that He would like to see happening to us so that is that's the secret of to we took Lazarus. so of course we should but uh I would say that I would say that for us, there's a, there's a point to examine exactly what is motivating us. That's the irony here. How do you get out of it? Sometimes by examining this. I I think I mentioned here. was a guest For better, or for worse, you know, uh, I'm certainly a person who's been affected by Isla Blatko, and uh, maybe overly, maybe, maybe overly affected. But uh, I would like to believe that that when a person pays attention, and wakes up to the uh, to the truly exquisite and lofty nature of the world that god made that we're inspired sometimes almost embarrassed into becoming the uh, the wonderful people that, that god made us to be but sometimes when we recognize what it what uh that it's true i mean uh, it's true We you'll even get by you understand if we would just if we would just uh, take care of ourselves you know even physically i told you even uh, a truly selfish person would be religious in my opinion only two. The problem is that when you really self, you just too selfish. To take care of yourself also. But if we really just watch out for ourselves, we want to do that. But I I believe that when we uh, pay attention to things like this and the question, I think deep down, I think we'll find the the, the uh, that we that we find resonating in us the true and loftiest motivations in the world, and to recognize the the wonderful purpose which God made us to serve Him, and will be inspired to serve Hashem for no other reason than to, to be than to fulfill our essence of uh, and that God made us a thing that serves God. Motivations. It's a it's the it's the irony of this life, and one of the greatest paradoxes. And maybe something that uh, I don't know I don't know I don't know any number of lifetimes that will really that will really be sufficient for a person to absorb, or to you know to absorb and to truly internalize this paradox. Because we're busy uh, we're busy uh, seeking uh, we're busy seeking to serve God. In a certain respect, without motive, and and that itself is the and the service of God itself is the greatest motivation in the world. You know, it's it's a very strange thing. That's like, you know, but uh, I think there's a place where it resonates inside of us, and we pay attention to it sometimes. Sometimes we catch ourselves in being human, and uh, and what motivates. I think sometimes we're inspired. I think I think more than sometimes. I think often we're inspired to go to a higher place.